0: How can we be much more productive? 888 914 9149's Cale Clark Show on Relevant Radio. Well, there's a guy that I follow. Speaking of Twitter slash X, uh, the X.com app, uh, is a guy who I follow. His name is Ben Meer. Really interesting dude. He's got this thing called Systems Sunday. Systems Sunday. And you can sign up for uh, his newsletter, his free newsletter. But uh, you can find him on Twitter, Ben Mir, Meer, M E E R. Or I go to his website BenMirror.com. and one of his uh, one of his little tweets that he put out, he's got quite a few followers on Twitter actually. He's got oh gosh how many does he have? I'll see. It's a lot three hundred sixty two point four thousand followers. Not bad, not bad. So he, he had this he had this little uh, tweet, and it was kind of interesting because I'm always looking for ways to improve, ways to do things better, systems. Uh, there's another famous author by the name of uh, he wrote a book called it's it's probably the business book. Not just business, but in, in many ways, life book of the past few years, massive, massive bestseller. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And one of the things that James Clear says we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. So, what is your system for, for getting things done? And, and there is the getting things done uh, methodology. There's so many, so many ways to do it. But Ben Mir talked about um, the three, three, Three method and, and that it's not original to him it actually comes from Oliver Berkman now Oliver Berkman wrote a best-selling book called 4,000 weeks F- really good book what, what does 4,000 weeks mean that's the average lifespan of, of a human person on planet earth you got 4,000 weeks to do this to try to become a saint you know he doesn't talk about sainthood of course but it's a secular point of view but we can still use a lot of the concepts so 4,000 weeks that's pretty sobering that's all we've got on average so Oliver Berkman talked about his method of being productive. And he's an author, he's busy, he's got a lot of stuff to do. And he he was the one who really came up with this three 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 method. So here's how it works. There's a first three, and then there's a second three, and then there's a third three. So here's the first three in the three 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 method. He says spend three hours of deep work on your most important project three hours of deep work on your most important project. Now, what's deep work? Well, this is really the ability to to focus, to focus on something big. Now, maybe you're trying to write a book, or whatever your big task is, it's a little bit like uh, Stephen Covey in his book, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He says, it's like a jar, your day's like a jar. and if, you know, You've all done these science experiments in class as a kid where the teacher will say, how many rocks do you think I can fit in this jar? Do you think I can fit in the sand as well? Oh, no, I don't think you can. And then he pours it in. Oh, yeah, it all fits. But if you don't get the big rock in the jar first, the big rocks, and the little rocks in the sand, they're not going to fit. There's not going to be enough room for them uh, if you put in the, the little stuff first. So got to get the big things done first. And that's really important. So the first three-hour block, if you will, I think it's good to time block your day, too. You've got to do this deep work on your biggest Project. Now, why does he say three hours? Well, as it turns out, three to four hours, that's about your limit. That's about your outer limit of of what your brain can handle in terms of intense, focused, deep work. But if you're able to do this, you'll get 500% more done than you did before. Because Let's face it, especially in the modern workplace, especially if you are one of these people who has been called back to the office, you know, BTO, back to the office, and there's always interruptions, right? And there's interruptions when you're working from home as well. There, You know, the phone rings, you got a meeting, somebody knocks on your door, context switching. That kills so much time in in your day. But if you can get this three to four-hour block where you can get this big project done, it's absolutely huge. And... And uh, on Oliver uh, Berkman's website, OliverBerkman.com, he talks about this in, in a little bit more detail. I found an article that he wrote about it. And he said, look, there's not too many hard and fast rules of time management that always apply to everybody, regardless of their situation, regardless of their personality, regardless of what kind of work they're doing. That's why he's big into general principles. But he says, if there is one thing that applies to everybody, it might be this. You almost certainly can't do the kind of work that demands serious mental focus for more than about three or four hours per day. That, that's about the max that you can handle. So what some people will do is they'll try to do something big like for like a seven or eight hour stretch. And, and yeah, you might say, yeah, I can do that. I can do that, Kale. And maybe you have done that certain times in your life. I've done that too. Like just you're just kind of on a roll. And you're absorbed with the task and you just keep you just keep cranking it out you don't even realize how much time has flown by because you're so into the flow you're so into the moment it's like wow like wow five hours six hours has gone by but i would say that's pretty rare you're not going to be able to do that every single day it's just not feasible it's not feasible so what most people do is really the max is three to four hours of concentrated work but they tend to string it out over a whole work day and this is where again parkinson's law comes into effect where where The amount of time that you allot to the task, that's how long it'll take. If you only give yourself three hours to do it, you can get it done in three hours. If that's your limit, you have to do it. You you can't do it. The alarm's going to go off and you, you have to move on to something else. And you'll find a way to get it done in three hours. But if you give yourself eight hours, you'll string it out for eight hours. It's just the way things go. The work expands to fill the time that you've given it. That's important. But here's what Oliver Berkman says. This is really intriguing. If you look at great minds throughout history, a lot of them have done this. This idea of Your big work project of the day, your focused work project, is three to four hours max. Charles Darwin, and I'm not saying, this has nothing to do with whether his theory of evolution is legit, I think it's got some problems, but nobody can argue the the impact this guy had, for better or for worse. Charles Darwin, when he was working on the theory of evolution, he worked for two 90-minute periods and then one one hour period. Guess what that adds up to? Four hours. I mean, I'm, I failed. I was sick the day they taught math at school. Let's put it that way. But, but I can figure that out. That's four hours. The math genius, Henri Poincare, He worked for two hours in the morning and then two in the afternoon. Thomas Jefferson did this as well. Charles Dickens, Virginia Woolf, Ingmar Bergman. So many more followed this path. Okay, people might say, well, hang on here. Oliver Berkman says the the moral of the story here isn't that you should be living some sort of life where as soon as your four hours are up you get up then spend the rest of the day playing golf or drinking cocktails. He says if you could do that go for it you know but that sounds like fun but but as now what he's saying here we have other things to do in our day and I'm going to get into that in just a second but this this big big project mentality the the big rock that you want to put in the jar the big issue that you're working on the big problem you're solving the big book that you're writing whatever it might be. That has to be done in this three or four hour intense period. That's the deal. And Oliver Berkman says, when you're trying to make progress on a really, really big project, the, the trap that we often fall into is just to keep going and working longer and longer and longer and longer at the problem. And he said, don't do that. Don't do that. Just, just protect your three to four hours because you're going to have chaos throughout the day. You're going to have interruptions. You're going to have emails. You're going to have notifications, Slack, whatever, digital distractions. You can't get rid of these things. You're not going to be able to to just live this uh, idyllic life where these things never happen to you. These things are going to happen. But if you have this three-hour block that you protect with your life, then when the scattered chaos happens, you don't need to worry about it so much because it's going to happen, but you're not that stressed about the interruptions later because you've got that block in there. You're never going to be able to feel completely on top and in control of everything. And he talks about uh, another writer, Jonathan Malesic, who uh, wrote a book called The End of Burnout. The End of Burnout. A lot of people are feeling burnt out these days, especially uh, post-pandemic. But this guy, Jonathan Malesic, he wrote this book, The End of Burnout. And he interviewed a bunch of monks for this book and figured out how they worked. Monks kind of follow this uh, methodology of prayer and work, work and prayer, Aura et labora. It's a nice rhythm to life. And somehow, lay people, we can adopt this mentality, too, in, in certain ways. So this, this writer interviewed a, a bunch of monks from this place called the Monastery of Christ in the Desert. The Monastery of Christ in the Desert, which is located somewhere in New Mexico. But uh, he interviewed, uh, Jonathan Malesic. interviewed one of the monks named Father Simeon. And interestingly enough, before he became a monk, he was a defense attorney. How about that? <laughs> Father Simeon... I was interviewed for this uh, book called The End of Burnout. And here's how the monks did it. Their daily work period. Now, they have other things to do, too. Lots of other things. They have communal meals. They have prayer. They have other things that's going on uh, in their day. But guess how long their work period was? Their designated work period. Guess how long? Three hours. Three hours. And it ended at this monastery promptly at 1240 p.m. A bell would ring, and they had to drop it. They had to stop. And so Jonathan Malesic, who, who wrote this book, uh, The End of Burnout, asked Father Simeon, Hey, what do you do? When, when the 1240 bell rings, this three-hour work period is done, but you're not done. <laughs> Your work is undone. You're still working on it. And here's what he said. He said, you get over it. You get over it. You drop it. When the bell rings, you have to shut it down. You just get over it. And we kind of have to do that as well. Cal Newport Uh, who wrote the book, uh, Deep Work, which is a a classic on this this whole concept of working deeply with a focused mindset, which is such a superpower in today's world. People are so distracted by our digital age that, especially young people, if you can somehow learn this skill of focus, it is a superpower in the job market and in the future world, to be sure, that's coming. So, Cal Newport has something called the shutdown ritual or the shutdown routine where he goes through this sort of little process at the end of his workday where he closes his laptop he you know fixes the papers on his desk puts things away back in their place and he shuts it down he literally says to himself shut down complete you know it sounds like a robot type thing to say shut down complete and then it's sort of a mental cue you move on with your life you move on to the next thing because we have to we have to have a balanced life we have to have time for prayer we have to have time for god we have to have time for our family, and so you, you can't be doing this stuff twenty four seven. You can't. It's not. It's not sustainable. That's the first thing that Oliver Berkman says, uh, talking about this three 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 method. The first three is this 3 two, four, and, You know, it's but you know it's easier to remember if it's three three three. This three hour work block. Really quickly here. Here's the other two uh, aspects to the three 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 again your work day is not over pretty rare you're going to be able to just you know, hit the golf course after three hours it's not going to happen but here's the deal the second three is about executing three shorter tasks it's not the main thing it's not the biggest rock in your jar but they are still urgent as ben meer says these are the urgent to-dos now these are kind of the sticky note items that you might be trying to avoid <laughs> but some of them only take a few minutes if you're a manager, you might have to, to meet with your team. You might have to delegate some tasks. You might have to give some feedback to somebody. You might have to take some calls. You might have to have a meeting. These are sort of the smaller tasks, the three shorter tasks that you can put in the second three in the 333 methodology. What about the third three? These are maintenance activities, three maintenance activities. So what are maintenance activities? Well, according to, to Ben Mir, these are things that make your life just go better. Just like if you're maintaining your car, if you're sticking to the maintenance schedule of your vehicle, you got to go in for oil changes, you got to go in for this, you got to go in for that, change your wiper blades every once in a while. Exercise. We have to take care of the physical body. Again, this whole concept of the incarnation, it's a sacramental worldview. We, the body does matter, and you've got to take care of yourself. So that you can be there for the people who love you and also for God so that you might be able to work more and better in His service and, and, and for longer if, if possible. So exercising is important. Self-care is important. Yeah, have a shower every once in a while for sure. brushing your teeth, whatever, journaling, all, all these things that you've got to do. I would I would throw in there of course spiritual disciplines like prayer, the rosary, daily mass if possible all, all the spiritual things we've got to do to maintain our interior life. These are the maintenance items. And we have things, that, of course, you know, work-wise that are, would fall into this category as well. So here, here, at the end of the day, let's sum it up here. The 3 3 method, as popularized by Oliver Berkman, the author of 4,000 Weeks. The first three, three hours on your most important project. The second three, then you do three shorter tasks. These are the sort of urgent things they're not the important things that will really move the needle in your life or career or job, but, but they, are, they are urgent. They need to get done. You've got to go to that meeting. You've got to file that report, whatever the case may be. So three hours on your most important project. Number two, three shorter tasks. The third three is maintenance activities. So if you can do that, if you can do three hours on your big project, do three other tasks that are important, and then three maintenance activities, walk the dog, brush your teeth, whatever, pay the bills, define what those are maybe the night before and I think you'll set yourself up for a pretty productive day and you can feel good about that you're gonna hit your goals you can't do everything but I like this because it's simple